Welcome to KISS FAQ Song Stories. In this series, we'll focus on the histories of some of KISS's best and least known songs. In this episode, Strutter, originally released on KISS's debut album in 1974. The song is notable in that it was one of three songs performed at the A&R session for Don Ellis in November 1972, while still nominally named Wicked Lester. The band's lineup at the time included Gene, Paul, and Peter. Equally interesting is that the song appears to have not been performed at Kiss's debut live show at the Coventry on January the 30th, 1973. If those semi-mythical set lists are accurate, then the song most likely made its live debut at the band's next set of shows at the Daisy in March, immediately prior to the first demo sessions. Co-written by Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, the song had taken inspiration from some of the chord patterns contained in an earlier Gene composition, Stanley the Parrot, which he had demoed during the summer of 1970 while finishing his studies at Richmond College in Staten Island. Afterwards, Rainbow, which became Wicked Lester, performed that song live during one of their few shows. Paul explained the genesis of the song on the rear liner notes of First Kiss Last Licks in 1990. In the early 70s, the New York rock scene was giving birth to what everyone now calls glam. Thrift shops thrived while everyone bought old vests, ruffled shirts, belts, scarves, and high-heeled boots, hoping to look like Keith Richards' long-lost sons. Women wore lots of satin and lace in as little quantity as possible. Gene had a chord progression from an old song of his. I changed the feel by playing it double time with additional bass accents. We then wrote the bridge and the chorus music. When we played it, attitude. It strutted, so we wrote about a typical hot rock and roller strutting her stuff. We wrote these before Ace and Peter showed up for rehearsal. However, that last part is not entirely accurate. As the second of the Holy Trinity of Kiss songs, Strutter was written before Peter Criss came into the picture, probably in a scene with Gene and Paul sitting across from one another with acoustic guitars, as recounted by Paul in Face the Music. However, Peter would have played an important part in the forming of the song during the woodshedding sessions that took place during the long rehearsals in the autumn of 1972, prior to that showcase for Epic Records. Taking the original chord pattern, Paul recalled in the Kiss box set liners, once we picked up the tempo of it and started playing a lot of suspended chords, the song developed a real stonesy kind of feel. Ace also offered additional input to the song once he joined the band in December 1972. In an interview in Guitar World in 1992, he recalled, I wrote those inverted chords, and I think they were a great addition to the song. It's funny, but Paul and I never wrote a song together, though he clearly forgot coming home. While it may not have been performed at the band's debut show, it was considered strong enough a contender by March 1973 to be recorded for the band's first demo with Eddie Kramer. Tracking in at just under five minutes, the demo included musical features, notably a second guitar solo section that were later removed as the song was further refined.
time the band's second set at the Daisy on June the 16th was recorded, nothing has changed. The live arrangement is identical to the version recorded at Electric Lady in March. Strutter would be the first song producer Kenny Kerner mentioned in an interview with KISS FAQ's Tim McFaight in April 2010. He commented, Neil would leave demo tapes for me outside of his office, and I would come by once a week, pick them up, take them home, listen to them, and bring them back. 
One trip found me taking the KISS demo tape out of the box from Electric Lady. I knew Eddie Kramer because I'd worked with him before, and I listened to it, and it just blew me away. When I listened to the tape, you know, I put it on my 400-pound woolen sack reel-to-reel. I listened to stuff like Strutter, Firehouse, and Black Diamond and Deuce, and I said, shit, this is real raw, real street. This is credible stuff. This is exactly the kind of stuff Neil should have on Casablanca, a legitimate, incredible rock group. I brought that tape back to him Monday and said, you want to sign these guys. The song was also included in a recording purportedly from a loft rehearsal in the late summer of 1973. Under those control conditions, the performance is more relaxed than at the Daisy, no doubt tempered somewhat by the additional months of musical bonding. No additional refinements have been made to the song by this point. change when the song was picked for recording for the debut album. Strutter became a powerhouse with the arrangement being tightened with the removal of the second solo section and verse repetition. The resulting three-minute song was then both more polished and fitting the duration for possible radio-friendly airplay. The chopping of nearly two minutes from the song didn't result in it feeling butchered. It clearly benefited from the external input to maximize its impact. And that was the difference between being a club band and one signed to a label with a team behind them. The song quickly became a mainstay in the set during the first tour, usually forming part of the powerful one-two punch with Deuce during the opening of the set. The song was also released by Warner Brothers as the final single from the album in July 1974, backed with 100,000 Years. Warner also included the song on their Hard Goods Lost Leader compilation, which was first available in the spring of 1974. It remained in print for the rest of the decade. A Record World Trade Review described the single glowingly. Most logical single culling from the Glitter Boys debut album sets the stage for hitdom with all necessary gallivanting glory, pleasurably pompous rock in the best style and tradition of hard, boogie-gated music. Cashbox also liked it, stating, Heavy metal rock and roll of the first degree is what this great new group has always offered, and this is no exception to that rule. In fact, this may be their most dynamic to date. Lots of bass and guitar, along with those power-driven vocals here, all making for a great single release, perfect for summer, and one that should put Kiss in the driver's seat. Even with good reviews, the single didn't chart, which may go some way to explaining why the song was re-recorded at Electric Lady Studios in New York City in early 1978. By that time, the musical landscape had shifted, and Casablanca was playing a larger role in the disco movement. 
so it was purportedly treated with something of a light disco feel at the request of Neil Bogart. The updating of the sound wasn't too dissimilar to the other changes made to unify the rest of the selections on the compilation. Pre-recording was not something that Ace Frehley or Sean Delaney, who was working on the Double Platinum project and produced the track, thought was necessary. In addition, after attempting to give the song more of a disco feel, Kiss blocked the release of material on the popular 12-inch single format that was most common for the dance halls at the time. The recording was used as a single again, from the compilation, but while it still didn't chart in the US, it did reach number 89 on the Australian Kent charts. There were really few changes to the song in 1978, other than restoring the additional guitar solo, making it similar to the 1973 demo, the softer production than on the original Kiss album version. Paul recalled in an interview for Late Night magazine, We once re-recorded a song, it was Strutter, and I thought that it sucked. It was bullshit, there was no reason to do it, it was pointless, because we had no new point of view, and no reason to recut something that came out so good the first time. Naturally, the song was included in its usual set position on the Alive album in 1975, with notes suggesting that it was sourced from the Wildwood show. Not surprisingly, Strutter was included on the 1993 self-tribute album, Kiss My Ass, with Extreme providing a cover. At the time, the band were better known for their rock-funk rendition of Get the Funk Out and their acoustic more than words. They did an admirable job on the song. Kiss also re-recorded the song a third time, albeit during soundcheck, for Kiss Aid during the Japanese tour of January 1995. During the final show of the tour, Paul announced that for a 300 yen pay call, you could hear a new recording with the funds being used for charity purposes to assist the people of Kobe who had suffered from a massive earthquake on January the 17th, almost derailing the tour. Kiss reportedly helped raise over $10,000 from the Dial Q2 phone line and the recording was issued domestically on what is now a very rare promotional cassette. Paul also recorded a succinct phone message to thank callers. Hi, it's Paul Stanley. Thanks for calling into the phone line. You're making a contribution just by doing this. And uh, obviously, this is a way for us to help all our friends in Japan, but it's also, more importantly, it's a way for you to help your people. So, hope you enjoy the music, and thanks for calling. Along with Deuce, Strutter is the only March 1973 demo to yet have received official release, having first surfaced in the 1990s as a B-side on European singles. It was also included on the first Kiss Last Licks promotional compilation, and was then issued to the broader public on the 2001 Kiss box set. Like so many other core catalog songs though, Strutter has fallen out of favor during the End of the Road tour era, though it did make an impromptu appearance during the Dubai Kiss 2020 Goodbye performance. Let you walk the street beside her. 